You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are so happy you could join us this morning. My name is Matis Weingast. I'm your host. Today is the 14th of April, ninth day in the month of Nisan. This is the the final show before the holiday of Pesach, which begins this coming Friday night. And for uh, us here in the diaspora... It is uh, two days, so uh, Sunday will be Yom Tov, and uh, therefore we will not have a show next Sunday. But we are here with you now until 9 o'clock, and uh, the network is on with you all day long. So as you prepare for Pesach, you can uh, listen, it'll help you, and it'll make the day go faster. And anything you do go easier. And if you've already prepared for Pesach and you're all done, then by all means, just listen and enjoy. If you're studying Dafyomi, very exciting week this week. Right now, today, it's a Chulin Kuflamet Ches. And uh, that's 138. Uh, this week, Chulin, we finish Chulin on Thursday. And uh, I will bet that. Uh, a lot of the uh, siyumim for the firstborn on Friday morning will be done by utilizing chulin as the uh, as the gemara to use in the uh, siyum. So that's going to be uh, it's very exciting. And uh, as you know, the uh, this cycle of dafyomi finishes in uh, January of next year. It's uh, coming up close, and uh, big siyum hashas will take place in January, God willing. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a great time to start. You can uh, start the next uh, Mesechta, which is coming up on uh, on Friday morning. Pchoros, and uh, just keep it going. You can start any time. <laughs> it's uh, 59 degrees outside of our studios right now, going up to a high of 65, and then going back down to 59 and raining uh, overnight. Next couple of days, uh, in this area at least, and and for most of the eastern seaboard, it's uh, going to be touch and go. There may be some severe weather in different parts of the uh, areas. You could even see some tornadoes, high winds. So uh, you have to be careful. In Jerusalem, it's 63 degrees, going down to 47. Hannah Julian is not uh, going to be joining us this morning. She is under the weather. So we uh, wish her a refuah shleima and a chag sameach for the upcoming Pesach holiday.
We're going to get to the music. My special guest this morning, I'm very excited about it, Jordan B. Gorfinkel. He'll be joining us at around uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, he, together with Erez Sadok of... Uh, uh, and, and published by Koran Publishers, uh, he has published a Passover Haggadah graphic novel. And he is going to be with us to talk about uh, this amazing, I keep on saying amazing, uh, this amazing Haggadah uh, and what it's about. If you uh, if you get a chance, if you don't have it already, make sure to get it for this Pesach. You will thoroughly enjoy it. We're going to get to the music. Uh, David Goldwasser, Rabbi David Goldwasser, coming up at uh, 7.30 with Morning Chizuk. And uh, we're going to have a mix of different things. We're going to start with, uh, we're going to do the Rebbe Alter uh, segments of uh, the Pesach Haggadah. And uh, we're going to start with the opening medley and then uh, doing some other songs from different artists as we do. We are live with you here on a Sunday morning. And thanks again for joining us right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. He should soon arrive On Pesach night While leaning on my side I drank four coasts of wine And coast number five Was for Elio Hanavio How we hope that he should soon arrive Soon arrive on Pesach night while leaning on my side. I drank four cohosos of wine. And coast number five was for Elio Hanavio. How we hope that he should soon arrive. It's Mishuba, the Hawal 
Ez vagy a helyem, 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 ez vagy a
יש לנו הפתעה הלילה. יונתן רוזל, איפה אתה? arranged by Jonathan himself. Thank you. 
By request, Waterbury Yeshiva with Hashem Melech. That was uh, right from the uh, right from the app. Uh, you know, people are listening on the app and uh, requesting songs. We'll do our best to do as many as we can. Uh, Trucker Yitz requested some Waterbury Yeshiva, and we obliged. Good morning, also to Nachum who commented on the app, and to uh, listener Yaakov. And thank you for the Yom Tov wishes. We will try to get to uh, 
to that request uh, that uh, Yaakov has for a Shlomo Kabach selection. We'll try to do that later on. Uh, don't forget that um, this uh, network is on all day long today and every day. It's a great way to keep uh, keep your mind off the Pesach preparations as you do them. Just uh, you know, listen to the um, listen to the uh, to the network. Yeah, best thing to do. Uh, it is uh, 31 minutes uh, past the uh, top of the hour. 7.31 Eastern Time here in our studios. At this time each and every uh, Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'Zecha Nishmas, Rabbi Zev, Rabbi Yosef Halevi, and L'Zecha Nishmas, Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with a morning... The Shibboli Aleket, Reb Tzidkia Reif of Italy, lived in the year 1230. He wrote that we are noyuk to recite certain piyutim with words of shvach v'haydah, praise and thanksgiving to Hashem. Among those are echad miyodea. We say shnai miyodea. Who knows two? The Torah was divided into two chalokim. The first one are the mitzvahs, ben adam lamakom, the mitzvahs between man and Hashem. The second part is ben adam lachaveroi, between man and his fellow man. The Talmud in the beginning of Avodah Zarah tells us that in the future, the nations of the world will regret that they were not mekabal the Torah, that they didn't accept the Torah. They will beg Hashem to nulonu meroish. These words seem to mean, give it to us anew. Hashem will answer, however, Misha Torah Be'erev Shabbos. He who puts forth effort on Erev Shabbos, Yoichel B'Shabbos, will be able to eat on Shabbos. In other words, it's too late. Rabbi Yosef Tzvi Dushinsky asks, What's the meaning of the phraseology, Tinulonu Miroish? Give it to us from the beginning. We can understand this in the following way. Chazal tell us that when Hashem offered the Torah to all the nations, they asked what was in it. And Hashem said, don't steal, don't kill. So they all said, we can't accept it. That's our way of life. Now they will complain to Hashem, if you would have told us about the mitzvahs on the first side, instead of telling us about the second chilek of the luchos, then we would have been able to accept the Torah. So Hashem says, the weekdays is how we have to conduct ourselves with our fellow man. Shabbos is the relationship between man and Hashem. Meaning, if you can keep the mitzvahs, if you can get along with your fellow man, then that gives you the schus or the merit to have that special relationship with Hashem. If you can't be Mekayim those mitzvahs, you cannot fulfill those mitzvahs between man and man, then you can't develop the special relationship with Hashem. Tenu lono meroish, those mitzvahs that are in the beginning of the luchais, those that talk about our relationship with Hashem, are just as important as those mitzvahs which talk about our relationship with our fellow man. Rav Shach used to say, this is what the Torah Jews Hashkafa should consist of. Echor elokeinu, shnei luchos abris. That's all I know. Nothing else concerns me. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik.
Have a nice day. At long last, Pesach time is here. Well, children, did you all help clean for Pesach? Yes! Is all the chametz out of the house? Of course! Did you help with Bedikas chametz? Yes! Did you see how we burned the chametz? Yes! What? You've already snatched the afikoman too? No! Well, we'll get to that very soon. And now, come on, kids, and join along as we sing our Pesach songs. Ma'ani shtando alaylo azeh Mi'ko 
Some selections from the uh, Rebbe Alter Pesach uh, album. We heard Avadim Hayunu Manishtana, Kadesh and Urchatz. This week starts Pesach, Friday night. It's exciting. A lot of work ahead of time, but it's exciting. Uh, we're going to have next uh, Shomrim by Shlomo Kabach, request of uh, listener Yaakov on the app. Thank you so much. If anyone wants to get in touch with us, you can do that. Facebook might be down for people. Uh, same with WhatsApp, Instagram. Apparently there's a worldwide outage, but we're here on the network. The Nachum Siegel Network is up and running. <laughs> Facebook that doesn't have anything on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, my guest this morning is going to be Jordan B. Gorfinkel. He uh, came up with this great Passover Haggadah. It's a graphic novel. And we'll talk about that. Since there's no news from Israel today, because Hannah Julian is off, as I mentioned, we wish her a Fuah Shalema and a Freilich and, and Zisen and Kasher and Pesach. Uh, but since she's off, we're going to start that interview at 8 o'clock, top of the hour, in the, just about 15 minutes from now. Here is uh, Shlomo Kabach by request on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
salvo Senhor, provado, dou a todos por Salve sendo louvado, gol, a cordas
From Shalshelis, Shalshelis, volume number three, right here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you here for another hour until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. This is uh, our show today. Next week we're not going to have a show because uh, here in the diaspora it is the, it will be the second day of Yom Tov, of Pesach. And, uh, and uh, then uh, the following Sunday it will already be uh, after the Chag. After the holidays. So this is the last show before Pesach. Uh, of course, as I mentioned earlier, a, a couple of things. Number one, uh, Hannah Julian is not here this morning. She is uh, under the weather, so we give her uh, the day off and uh, wish her a Shlema and a Chag Koshavah for Pesach. Uh, as I also mentioned, Daf Yomi this week, celebrating a 
major seum on uh, Hulan Thursday morning. And uh, as I pointed out, probably most people who are uh, learning that and are going to do a seum are going to wait until Friday morning to do the seum so it can be part of the Tanis Bechor. And uh, that is something to look forward to, Bechoros, after that. Temperature outside in our studio, of our studio, 59 degrees, going up to 65. In Jerusalem, it's 63, going down to 47. With the holiday of Pesach coming this week, we start Friday night with the Seder, of course. And uh, the main thing about the Seder is uh, that we read the Haggadah. And we follow the Haggadah. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. We follow the Haggadah because uh, it is a, a directional book. It also it tells us what to do and when. And it also, of course, tells the story. That's the main thing, is to tell the story of the holiday of Pesach. And throughout the history, the Haggadah has been published and republished in so many different forms and fashions, probably more than any other uh, book of the uh, Jewish book of the uh, of the Torah. And, uh, yeah, I know it's not, it's not part of the Torah, but you know what I mean. It's a Jewish book. It's published more than anything else. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, so, uh, and every year there seems to be new ones uh, coming up. So uh, this year, this year, Jordan B. Gorfinkel, together with others, came up with a Passover Haggadah graphic novel. It is an absolutely beautiful publication by Koran Publications, Koran Publications, uh, and it is it is just simply beautiful. Uh, and Jordan B. Gorfinkel is uh, has has graciously agreed to join us this morning to talk about this wonderful work. And without further ado, Jordan B. Gorfinkel, welcome to JM Sunday. Boker Tov, Shavua Tov, everybody, and very soon, Chag Kasher V'Sameach. Amen. Let, let's start off with a little bit of background. Everybody, I think, knows you, but there may be some people who don't. You have oh a background. Gosh. I know, there may, you know, be We must remedy that and, right away. Yeah, they just heard music that you're on and, and the song that you're on, but uh, let's focus a little bit. You have spent uh, your professional life Drawing a bunch of pictures. Is, is that pretty much it? I spent my youth, my misbegotten youth, drawing a bunch of pictures, too. That's what led me on this path. Ah, okay, okay, good. So you uh, are a graphic artist. Do we call you that? Or what's your, what would be your title in doing these type of works? I like to call myself a storyteller in every medium. Mm, okay, that's good. One of them is through comic strips, right? Comics and graphic novels and animation. And the difference is that comics is usually an anthologized work of sequential art right. where the words and pictures are fused together into a seamless whole to give each other context. A graphic novel is a single piece of work that is the beginning, the middle, and end under two covers or perhaps online in some kind of a digital download, also sequential art. And animation is when you add motion and sound to it. Okay, and that makes a lot of sense, except that for the purpose of a Haggadah, we can't do the animation for the most part. Well, you and, wouldn't well, yeah. be able to use it on the Hag itself, right. but theoretically, yes. I mean, you Good. have the Prince of Egypt, and you have the Ten Commandments, and all those other adaptations, but that's the difference here. The difference isn't so much about the medium 
as the intent. And the intent here was to be 100% authentic to, as you very well put it, a 2,000-year-old book. There is nothing taken away, nothing added. The complete authentic text in Hebrew is there, along with transliteration. But then we have a brand new translation written by the NCSY Bencher author David Olivestone that is adapted into the sequential art, the graphic novel pages, which are facing pages to the Hebrew and transliteration. And the art there was drawn by the amazing Israeli artist Erez Sadok. And what's uh, uh, amazing about this also, uh, and you, by the way, you do have instructions for people using the Haggadah when to pick up the wine and when to make the bracha and when to uncover the matzah. So anyone can use this Haggadah to fully do the Seder in, a, in the traditional way uh, and can read it, like you said, in Hebrew and transliteration or in the English. But what is amazing about this, to me at least, is... Uh, that when you think about a, a comic strip, just to use that term, or a graphic novel, what you think about is um, a person or, or a scene, and not just the scene visually to know what's going on, but you have the, um, the balloons of, of, of talk or thought that's integrated into the picture, into the drawing. And here you have integrated the, the page of the... Um, or the part of the Haggadah that someone's on on a particular page, into that graphic storyline so that you have people uh, talking. Uh, for instance, I'm looking at Halach Manya. I just picked it up. You, you show a scene of a man, an older man, uh, and you have in the box, let anyone who is hungry, and then you have a lady yelling to him, come and eat. So you, you bring this out, it makes it alive. That's, that to me is phenomenal. That's how you tell stories in comics with dialogue. Any kind of interesting drama, or for that matter, any kind of genre, whether it's drama or humor or rom-com or science fiction or what have you, is driven by the interpersonal dramatics and conflicts. And here in the Haggadah, you have an amazing amount that could be brought to life, but we're so accustomed to seeing it in print that we forget that living, breathing people actually crafted this and in the context of the dialogue, spoke these words. So if you flip ahead, I, my favorite example of dialogue in this book, and by the way, we took every opportunity to put words back into people's mouths of this so that it is not just a narration or a description, it is a living, breathing narrative arc. So when, for example, you have the classic favorite story of B'nai Brak with the five rabbanim, the rabbis, sitting around the table and parsing the exodus, excuse me, the redemption story from evening until the next morning, along comes one of the students and says, Rabotenu, or whatever the exact quote is, Yigiyazman Shel Shacharit. It's time for you to stop talking about this and to pray the morning service. And you know what? For the first time in 2,000 years, that kid's saying it again. And better yet, you get to see who he is, what he looked like, what were his clothes like. What were his surroundings? What was the texture on the wall? What did it look like outside of the window? Where exactly was the window? What time period was it? And I could go on from there. Right. And, and the way it's done also, we know that one of the important things about a Seder is, for, is to teach the children and for children to ask questions and to keep them absorbed. And just looking at this, I, I can only imagine people are going to be at their Seder table and the kids are going to be like, wow, this is, like, this is amazing. It's exciting. Even more so 
adults and shall we say people like me who never really grew up or like Jewish Peter <laughs> Pants, but still have the kid in us, yeah. they are going to be equally absorbed, entertained, and also be able to learn depths because we have inserted into this. Uh, well, let's say it works on two layers, as I'm fond of saying, like a good, say, uh, uh, Pixar movie or Simpsons mm -hmm. cartoon, right. Hob deal. Right. So on the one level, anybody can understand the surface meaning just by reading it as an exciting adventure. And we hope, as my artist Eric Sadok says, and he's absolutely right, that this will banish forever the fifth question, which is, when do we eat? <laughs> and the second aspect is that there are additional layers. There are Mephorshim and there is agada. So there are homiletics and there are explanations, explications and so forth that are under the surface. And if you look closely, especially on repeated readings, you can find what we call in pop culture, all of the Easter eggs, the hidden surprises or treasures that are there to be found. But of course, it's Pesach. So we don't call them Easter eggs. We call them <laughs> roasted eggs. Wait, so you have Easter eggs. In here. OK, yeah, I know. Roasted eggs. Fine. You have those in here. Oh, all over the place. Oh, man. Now, do you have a cheat sheet? Of course not. Uh, oh, man. This is going to be, you know what? I, I don't know what's going to happen. Either our, our Seder is going to take 10 hours or, or I'm just going to be mulling over everything and, and looking at every single picture. Well, uh, I've been on a book tour for the last 10 weeks. Okay. And I have crossed North America, I don't know how many times now. And in fact, we are speaking over the air from me being on Pacific time in soon to be sunny Southern California. Right. And while I was here, I noticed two things uh, and that these are echoed by my experience across the land. Number one, that parents tend to buy two copies. Why? Copy number one is instantly stolen by somebody in the family to be smuggled into their bedroom Correct. to read when it's not Pesach yet, which means that there's chametz all over it. So oh. they have to buy a second copy in order to have one that's kosher right. for Pesach, right. which, by the way, is a great selling tool for us. It absolutely is. You know who used that also? Naomi Nachman with her Pesach cookbook. You have to get two, one to be able to test all the recipes during the year and another one to be used on Pesach. Well, to enjoy all the recipes, never mind test well, Of course, them. of course. But First of all, that book is Naomi Nacho. Let's give her a big plug. She is my social media Rebbe. Hello, Naomi. <laughs> I'm so grateful to you. She's the reason I'm on Instagram, at Jewish underscore cartoon. Why Jewish underscore cartoon? Because I had Jewish cartoon and then lost the password. Uh. But Naomi <laughs> at least got me started again, and I'm so grateful to her. And her book is amazing because yeah. not only is it cover to cover gorgeous and sumptuous, it also has the most pillow-like cover, softest, yes. you know, squishy cover. Absolutely. And for that alone, it is worth the price of admission. <laughs> okay. But anyway, Let, let's recap for a second, though. I don't want to forget something. I don't want to forget. Yeah, Gorf, you're on with us. Before anything else, how, how can people get this? I want to make sure people don't lose that uh, because a few days left till Pesach, but it's available. So what's the best way that people can, uh, can get this? It's been a little tricky lately because, believe it or not, uh, we sold out on Amazon for a little while. And we wow. have, we have uh, restocked it, or more accurately, let me give credit where credit is due. Our publisher is Koren Publishing. Yes, excellent. And you know them as being the most midactic, the most perfect uh, precision-wise when it comes to any kind of Jewish religious text. Absolutely. You may think a comic book? Oren is doing a comic book? How is this appropriate? 
Well, the answer is by virtue of the fact that Karen is doing it, it's appropriate. Exactly. Enough said. They're amazing. And these Haggadot have been flying out the door and they have unbelievable sales staff and promotional staff and designers and marketing and everybody on down the line. And they've been doing their best to keep it in stock, but you guys are just buying them too fast. Thank God. So to answer your question, go to jewishcartoon.com slash Passover. We will have a link there that will be the closest thing to steering you to the place that will guarantee you how you can have your Passover graphic novel Haggadah delivered to you before the Chag. Excellent. So I'm sorry, you were saying something. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You're, you're right to hit the marketing beats there, so I give you a lot of credit. Thank you. Matis, thank you. you're amazing as always. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, I wish we had, I mean, we're going to talk more about the Haggadah now, but I wish we had time, and we'll have to do this another time, because there's so many things to talk about. We have some uh, interests together, and we've talked off the air about things over the uh, over the years. You know, by the way, I, I mentioned this to you off the air, and I'm trying to get this to, to play um, later on today. But uh, you know that the William Shatner uh, um, had a uh, CD called Exodus, an, or- an oratorio in three parts, where he has Moses and Paro, the Ten Plagues, and Redemption as his, the three parts that he's on. So, Let my people <laughs> go, Spock! <laughs> yeah, well, he can't get Spock to do it anymore, unfortunately. Well, my favorite street in Yerushalayim is uh, Rehov Harav Shatner. <laughs> yes. I'm not kidding, by the way, and I'm sure some of you out there have seen it. Yeah. You know, if you, you know the if you get off, if you get off uh, Highway One, yes, and instead of going left towards Talpio to Merkaz Ayer and everything, instead you go right. right. It's it's right there. I can't believe <laughs> they they they. I can't believe in this episode. They put my name in it. You know, he's uh, he and I are cousins. We, we yes, are related. That's right. I recall yes. that. I recall that. Uh, yes, he, that's uh, amazing, amazing gifts. Yeah, you should, uh, you should only have a portion of his royalties. I should only ever be able to meet him and tell him we're related. <laughs> I have <laughs> met him. I have met him a couple of times. Uh, anyway, okay, I digress. I'm telling you, I got to no, stay see, focused. Way, here. We were so good. We were focused and professional for the first at least ten minutes, and inevitably, <laughs> there we go. So the second story I was going to tell was that I just received uh, an email or a text or, a, you know, one of the many ways that we communicate these days. I don't know what WhatsApp from somebody who, uh, you know what, I'd really love to be able to read this. Ask a question or sing for 30 seconds. While I In the meantime, I'll, I'll tell people what they can look forward to. It, for instance, on the page of Echad Miodea. Uh, to see the way you have this, you're bringing in also throughout this the Haggadah, you're bringing in... Um, how do I say this? People that other people can relate to when they see the pictures. You're not just drawing people that look like they looked 2,000, 3,000 years ago. You have a picture here. Who knows four? You have a picture of Mount Rushmore and and, uh, so, and a, a boy saying, I know four. You have uh, the tablets. Very funny. You have the Aceras Adibros on two tablets. I just noticed that one. You mean two iPad tablets? Well, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah let yeah, people yeah. let people figure it out for themselves. Uh, yeah, no, I, believe me, that's not the most original joke. I've done that in uh, everything's relative in the Jewish Week and on JewishCartoon.com. Right, right, I've seen that joke elsewhere as well. So yeah, I can't, I can't cry originality on that one. But our idea here is to hit all the highlights and to give people new uh, new insights as well. Right. So, in other words, certain places where you have expectations, right, like. You're going to see Kriyat Yamsuf. You're going to see the splitting sea somewhere. Yes. You're going to see 
modern flourishes like the two tablets being iPads somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right. But can we bring a new angle to those things that may be familiar? And can we bring a clear representation for those things that may be too esoteric to understand without the help of sequential art. Right, and by exactly. the way, that dovetails nicely into this quote over here. So I received a WhatsApp message from a reader who said that his 12-year-old son, Azaria, great name, yes. <laughs> after just a few minutes to look through his new Haggadah, said this and the father quotes, what I really like about it is how the graphic novel adds a whole new meaning to it. And that's exactly our intention. Wow, nice. Nice. I, that that, that, that it makes perfect sense in, in what this does and what your intention was, and you accomplished that. And you said before about bringing some modern trappings in and things like that. There was one page, I remember where it's on, but I saw, I don't know if it was Avodim Hayunu, where you have a uh, person dressed as, a, um, as an Egyptian, uh, uh, what are they, Tasca, uh, whatever, I, don't, I can't think of the, uh, the name Tasca. right now. The, the what? Like an Egyptian taskmaster? Yeah, taskmaster. I, I know which panel you're talking about, but uh, and, not to spoil it, but we managed once again to bring the ancient and the contemporary together yeah, again it's, it's, in a way that really highlights the meaning of the word, as you said before, to fulfill the central mitzvah of Pesach, which is, that everyone should see themselves as if they are coming out of Egypt right now. Right. And, and by the way... Yeah. Speaking of taskmasters and uh, physical exertion, if you hear any noise in the background, it is because I am outdoors, where in Southern California you can be in the early hours. Yeah. And uh, uh, ninja, Jewish ninja warrior uh, uh, contestant Jesse Orenschein <laughs> is actually boxing outside right now. Uh, and uh, if you haven't seen that clip, it's amazing. From Jewish guy competing in that crazy race. Yeah. And, uh, and the reason I mentioned him is because many, many people, it takes a shtetl to make a project like this. And many, many people helped in so many ways. And Jesse was actually uh, the, <laughs> the physical model for an Egyptian taskmaster. And I'm not going to tell you on what page, but okay. if you know him, you'll find it very entertaining. Okay, excellent. We'll, we'll go with that for sure. Uh, how long did it take you to do this from the concept till completion? It was three years of production, but I was both the chef and the chief bottle washer. So I had to raise funds for this nonprofit or not for profit project. And every time I basically ran out of money, I would stop production. All of us would do something else. I'd raise the money and then we would continue. So it was on and on and off until the brilliant people at Koren said, Gorf, if you don't finish it for this year, we are flying over and going to stuff you with Marwar until your head explodes. And Koren says, Jock, you say how high, and together we got it yeah. done. Uh, now, one of the interesting things, by the way, is uh, you don't use the term exodus anywhere here. We think of uh, the leaving of Egypt as the exodus. We call it the exodus. It's really not. You prefer the term uh, redemption. Our translator, David Olivestone, pushed the point with me in a recent interview where I had mentioned it as the Exodus. And he said, no, I mean, he purposely steered away from that word, because if you look at the four words that describe the quote unquote Exodus, mm -hmm. Exodus is never mentioned. Right. It's we're talking more about the journey that we're supposed to be taking from 
slavery to freedom, which is more redemption or revelation. Okay. And I don't remember the exact word he used, but uh, there is, in fact, just like you know how Moshe actually appears in the Haggadah one time. Right. You have to really look for it, but he yeah. does appear one time. Uh, so, too, accidentally, the word Exodus appears one time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's a roasted egg for you folks. Right. OK, we'll have to figure that one out. I, I think we have to go with Exodus a little bit because somehow um, calling the ship the redemption and making the movie the redemption didn't ha- wouldn't have had the same thing over history. Ah, that's good. That's real good. <laughs> Would not have had I it. Wish, I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> I had to throw that in. You can you can take it. No copyright uh, rules on on that. What is your favorite part of the seder? And I don't mean from the perspective of uh, of the Haggadah. You personally, what do you really feel is gets you and you enjoy as part of the seder? Well, obviously, there's the meal. Oh, boy. Here I'm looking for something deep, and you go with the food. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just I'm demonstrating my, my Jewish bona fides here. Uh, I, I have two answers. One is from a personal perspective, going back to the aforementioned misbegotten youth. And the other one is from more of a scholarly intellectual standpoint, if I may be so didactic. Okay. From the youth, I love doing Echad Miodea because I most enjoy trying to do all 13, you know, Shloshas are Miodea in one breath. So it's my way of bridging the sons of Haman and uh, the Pesach Seder. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's not Purim, you know, it's Pesach, but okay. I know, but it's fun. It's fun. Second only to having a Maror eating contest where you see how much of the raw stuff you can consume at one time without your head exploding. But I would say that yeah. now my uh, my favorite, it, it, it switched as I've gone through different cities, but I was in a rabbi symposium, a lunch and learn in Queens. It's called the Ransack, and I forget what it stands for, but it was 20 rabbis in a room uh, with uh, our uh, presided over by one of our amazing scholars who also, by the way, advised Jeffrey Katzenberg on Prince of Egypt. Oh. His name is Rabbi Burton Vysotsky, and he's an, uh, a scholar in Medrash in Egyptology, and, uh, uh, and he's worth checking out, his, his, his books, especially if you like that period of history around the Greek and Roman era uh-huh. uh, for, for Medrash and so forth. Uh, amazing just amazing. He brings it to life. Anyway, so he presided over the, that group, and he asked me to come and be a guest speaker. And one of the rabbis present provided me with an insight or reminded me of something that perhaps I intended but had forgotten that I thought made something really special to me and probably is therefore one of my highlights now that the graphic novel really brings out. And that is the Behold Dor Vador page. It has come to be known as the uh, Kriyat Yamsuf selfie page, where there is a boy who is holding up a phone and taking a picture of the entirety, not only of Jewish people crossing the split sea, but also the entirety of Jewish people representationally from across Jewish time. So we have Jews from over 4,000 years and beyond who are all in this selfie, and the rabbi pointed out that the boy who is holding the phone is actually a very special, unique, and unexpected person to be taking the selfie because until now, he, he has not been somebody who's been very enthusiastic about the Seder, and this is redeeming him. Mm. And I don't want to spoil it any further, 
I will say this to help you understand or orient you towards what I'm talking about. When you are doing a narrative piece of work like this one, and particularly when you're trying to enforce a narrative like a superhero story type structure on a 2,000-year-old book that was written in the time of Torah Shabalpeh, so Mm -hmm. it was written in the time of the oral law. People, by and large, did not have scrolls to be able to refer to things. So you know it. I mean, you talked before about, you know, you're finishing the Masacha Kulun, Soon we're going to have, you know, the big finish to the to this cycle of uh, of uh, what do you call it? Tafiomi. And we thank you. And what uh, what happens is you need to have a word or a phrase that stands in for everything else that you want people to intuit or fill in the blanks. Right. And again, it's it's a trick of memorization. And when you read Gemara, it's like that. I mean, you have to understand that when, uh, and I don't have an example in front of me, maybe you can pull one out of your hat or your yarmulke, but when you say one or two words, you're supposed to have all of this scholarship and erudition at your fingertips to be able to say, well, what we're supposed to fill in here is everything that Rashi and Tosfos and everybody else says. Right, exactly. Well, we don't really have that kind of knowledge at our fingertips anymore, at least not on the Chag, for those of us who are not using uh, Rabbi Google as our source sheet. <laughs> right? So Exactly. So, so, so what happened here was, uh, going back to the, uh, uh, to the selfie page, what happened here was that we tried to have recurring characters throughout this narrative to orient you in the story. So that way you would have an emotional connection to the otherwise powerful but sometimes opaque words through the characters that you come to know and love across the story. Right. There's another great example. In fact, uh, the wonderful PR director at Koren, at least the English language PR director, uh, Yehudit Singer, Ahaya is the Hebrew language director as far as I know. So Yehudit actually did a blog post that you can see on korenpub.com Com, I think it's .com, not .org, uh, in which she uh, really does a very nice job of reflecting upon a character that we call the Refusenik. Mm, so again, right. I'm not going to tell you anymore. Right. I'm just saying that when you were talking about roasted eggs, so when you go through this Haggadah, not only, again, are you getting the surface meeting, and not only are you getting some Meforshim and Haggadah, you're also getting re- recurring characters throughout the entire Haggadah that are going to help you understand connections that you may not have made before between seemingly disparate sections or se- segments or sequences in the Haggadah, but they're there. And right. this is one of them. Who is this kid? And why is it so important that he, of all kids, be the one to hold up the selfie phone? Right. Well, we say, tune in next Seder, next Seder time, next Seder channel. Exactly. Gorf, it's it's amazing. Jordan B. Gorfinkel has a star star of stage, screen, and print, of course. Uh, You've created something amazing, and I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about this after the Siddharam and after Pesach when people Oh, thank you, Matis. Excellent. In fact, you said something like this before. I wanted to get to that. We do have a lot more to talk about, but it is appropriate to uh, defer it to after Pesach, and that's because, think about it, we have a tradition, many of us have a tradition where we go around the Seder table, we ask everybody to participate by reading a paragraph out loud, or right. perhaps 
giving an explanation. Right. And in fact, I just came back from Sharon, Massachusetts, where we had a Seder boot camp in which I led a roundtable discussion about ideas that we have for making the Seder more engaging. Okay. Separate topic. But one of the ways that is most common, I found, is we go around the table. So you read it in the language that you're comfortable with because you have to understand the story. That is the ikar. That is the, the foundation of, exactly. our, of our ceremony. So, so we're going around the Seder table and everybody's speaking in their own languages, right. Hebrew, English, Jermel Gibson, Aramaic. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. And then you get to the person who wants to read in English and how using this Haggadah, which has Hebrew transliter- transliteration on one side and the words integrated into the storytelling art on the other side, how are you supposed to read the English? You're basically reading a graphic novel out loud. Right, okay. How does that work? So I'm I, in, at the end of the Haggadah, you have my profile along with all the other amazing people, the, the shtetl that helped us to create it and produce it. Yes. And you'll find my contact information, gorf at jewishcartoon.com. You can again find me through Jewish Cartoon, uh, uh, what was it, Jew, Jewish Cartoon slash Passover.com. Those mm-hmm. are two ways of finding me. So I want to hear from you. What did you like? What do you think worked? How did people engage with this, and how was it more engaging for your Pesach Seder? Excellent. Excellent idea. Uh, because this way you, you find out things, and you might get some ideas and, uh, and, and incorporate them into the next edition. Look, it happened even in the course of production. Eris Sadok, and you can listen to, uh, I think I, I, we talked about this on, on Nahum's Jam of the AM interview, uh-huh. because Eris was with us in the room all the way in from Israel. But Eris Sadok was initially hired to interpret my script. Okay. He became an indispensable partner in bringing it to the next level. Great. If you read, read the script, which I wouldn't wish on anybody because it's twice as long as this book. <laughs> it's, it's got everything. It's got all the footnotes that people want and that I'm never going to reveal. Right. So... Uh, no plagiarism in this, folks. Please, no plagiarism. No, no, no. no, no. And believe me, uh, I don't have the wealth to get my kids into university by – why didn't they just buy a wing? <laughs> like I, we I, said, like I, we said, I, a lot of things we could talk about. <laughs> well, it makes no sense. See, I, I don't think I, – God forbid, but I don't think uh, anybody who did that was Jewish because they would have known better. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what we were saying. Oh, yeah, and, we're and there it goes. Goes interview with, <laughs> with Eras. You'll hear yeah. about how he came came to be a part. Of, here it right. goes. How it came to be. How he came to be a part of the project. And he became a partner, a brother, mishpocha, or I should say mishpacha, because yeah. he is a parsimony uh, uh, Israeli from um, Netanya. Right. You have to go and, with that. Uh... I, I, I can't speak enough about him. Yeah, I mean, he's just He's a, a world-class this, this is amazing. Just tell me one thing. Is there a Batman roasted egg anywhere in here? Ooh, that's a really good question. You know what? Matis Weingast, you've come up with a question that nobody has asked yet. <laughs> I knew I, I have, would. I have to think about that, but I will tell you this. Yes. Batman is infused within this Haggadah in every possible way okay. because I was the editor. I oversaw the Batman franchise for the better part of a decade. Right. And in fact, for those of you, you know, who are into Goshmius and are, God forbid, watching Gotham on Fox or... Why, come on, there's a religious kid on there, a religious guy who's an actor, so why not? Oh, that's true. Not God forbid. Yeah. Just watch him, but nobody else. Oh, okay, fine. 
And then I know my audience here. Yeah. Or or perhaps you're this, not I hate watching, to tell you. I hate to tell you the series is like, over. Okay. Not one, series not is two, over. not three. So perhaps you're not watching right. the Ar- Arrow on the CW, <laughs> or you have not seen uh, uh, the Dark Knight Rises, or you will not go see Birds of Prey when it comes out February 2020. You will right. not go see that. Right. So if you have not done any of that stuff, then you have not seen. I'm getting caught up in all my double negatives here. Uh-huh. My work, but. Because I have not had that kind of background in the secular comics world, I have not been able to bring all of that skill at the highest <laughs> level of not DC, not Marvel right. to this Haggadah so that it is every bit the quality that you would get on any of those mainstream comics and or excuse me, graphic novels. Right. We don't want this to seem childlike. We don't call it a no, comic. We call it's, it a right. graphic novel. Right. And in fact, I, I can't reveal... Uh, specific metrics, but I can tell you that if we were able to join the comics uh, sales chart, we would be number one by a mile. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. It, Which means that we're doing exactly what we set out to do, and that is make the Haggadah exciting, engaging, meaningful, let people in, not just Jewish people, but our guests as well. So again, everybody can see themselves as if they, right now, were coming out of Egypt from slavery to freedom. You have accomplished what you set out to do, and it's amazing. Uh, congratulations on this. I want to wish you a lot of Hatzlacha. It should hopefully sell out 100% before Pesach. And, uh, and I'll wish you a, uh, a good Yom Tov and uh, a happy Pesach to you, and a happy kosher Pesach to you and your family. Thank you so much to you as well, to all of our listeners, uh, the family, really, the Nachum Siegel family, uh, to uh, Miriam as well. Thank you for setting this up. And I want to give a quick shout out to my project managers, Karen Meltz and Allison Gronowitz, without whom I wouldn't have been able to survive this long. Although, arguably, they're not surviving very well after having worked with me for three years. And the amazing, amazing Tsipora TZ Ginsburg, uh, who is my sister in arms. She is our IT pro developer. She is our production designer. Uh, and she is the closest thing to a female Mashiach that I have ever met. So there you go. Wow, that's something if you're saying that, especially around the time of Pesach. Jordan B. Gorf- would agree. <laughs> Jordan B. Gorfinkel Gorf, thank you again so much for joining us here on JM Sunday. A pleasure. Yom Tov, everybody. Chag Sameach. Thank you. Oh,
Yeah, I need you. 
finish off today's show with uh, the the great Shlomo Kalbach with Adir Hu. I want to wish everyone a Chag Koshavis Math coming up this week. Thank you everyone for joining us this morning. My great thanks to Jordan B. Gorfinkel for uh, giving up his time this close to Pesach and uh, joining us. The uh, the Haggadah Passover Haggadah graphic novel available from Corn Publications and your local Jewish bookstores. You can check on Amazon. Thank you so much to Gorf, and uh, we wish him Hatzlacha. Uh, again, have a great day. Stick with the network all day long, and uh, we will be with you in two weeks from now after the holiday of Pesach. Have a great Yom Tov, everyone. See you in a few weeks right here on JM Sunday. You've been listening to Matis Weingast and JM Sunday 
on NahumSiegel.com right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.